A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Mike, are we doing weird voices? Is that what's happening? No, man. This is yeah. how Jamel and I talk. Mike, why the fuck are you making fun of us? I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I I misheard. I think it was my my my, no. my headphones. No, you just decided to make fun of the way that Jamel and I talk. Please don't shame us. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, well, let's get some business out of the way because we got a great episode coming. Uh, we got a, a, a very special guest. He can talk whenever he wants, but we'll introduce him in a little bit. Uh, guys, if you want to support the buds, go to patreon.com slash airbuds pod for $5 a month. You get bonus episodes. You get access to our discord. Uh, we I just wonder when he was going to stop. <laughs> yeah, it faded out there. Uh, look, we just put out a very fun Patreon episode, uh, breaking down the whole Vivian from Lakers Twitter uh, situation the other day. I don't know. That was a fun episode. I, I felt like, what did you guys think? It was fun. I had fun. We had a good time. Yeah. We went full law and order, uh, step by step. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of, yeah. Do, yeah. The, do the gavel thing. Uh, Patreon.com slash AirBudsPod. And then, uh, if you want, guys, it really helps us out if you go to Apple Podcasts and you give us a five-star review. And if you write something, we will read whatever you write in a review on the podcast at some point. Uh, no new written reviews. We got a couple five-star clicks. Uh, our, our five stars went up, but nobody wrote a review. So uh, if you. you if you want us to, to, to read what you write, you got to write something. And keep in mind, we don't plan the show. 
The show is pretty loose. Benner usually texts us about three hours before the show starts and says, what do you assholes want to talk about? (laughs) (laughs) And then we say a couple things, and then we forget one of them. So if you got some shit on your chest. What do you dumb fucking idiots want to talk about today? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not that mean in our group text. But thank you for acknowledging some degree of meanity. I think meanness. Sometimes I I I am just very straightforward and when I text you guys and you guys get your feelings hurt and I never mean to be mean. I'm just like, what do you guys want to talk about? And then Jamel and Peter go on their little side text and they're like, Benner's being mean to us. What are we gonna do? I mean, I'll say it talk in the about it in chat. Front on yeah, the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ, man! <laughs> yeah, the hell. All right, let's get to the podcast, guys. Today we have a very special guest. He's an actor and comedian, and honestly, like a bona fide podcast celebrity that you know from such big time podcasts, so much bigger than ours, like Thrilling Adventure Hour. Our uh, welcome to Night Vale and uh, Tyson fights. Please welcome the hilarious Hal Lublin. Hello, Hal. Hey there. So I can't do it. I was going to do it. How long can I keep it up? I was like, I'm not oh my it. God. No. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Thank Thanks you. For, or allow me to bully my way onto your show. No, uh, we, I mean, look, we, you made uh, booking a guest so easy because you just basically added us and we're like, have us on, have me on your fucking podcast. And we we're like, okay. <laughs> I turned the tables on you. I was like, you piece of shit. I know yeah. you're talking about the other two, and uh, I can't have it anymore. Yeah, I I love it. Uh, Hal, look, when we were talking about you coming on the show, you let us know right off the bat that you had one topic that you especially wanted to talk about, mm-hmm. and that was your love for Joel Embiid. And so we want to give you that space right here, right now, to kind of wax poetic about uh, Joel do a 180 Embiid. you know there are very few athletes in philadelphia history and there are many that are revered and have had long accomplished careers but there are very few that have a connection with the city rocky the way joe lmb does there's rocky the guy that mark Wahlberg (laughs) played who like got on the special teams unit it's mostly fictional right that's right they're mostly fictional rocky bugs bunny we love him we assumed he was playing for the Sixers in Space Jam. You can't prove otherwise. Right. No, I, Joel Embiid's one of those guys who has connected with the city. I, don't, I haven't seen anybody like him since Allen Iverson in terms of, like, we just love him and who he is and everything he brings to the table. And it feels like he loves us back. And I wish I'd come on a week ago <laughs> when we were all on a huge high. And I've been thinking about this a lot is sort of what what – what is the story of this season if I could sum it up in a game? And I don't know. There are two games I'm thinking of. One is the comeback victory against the Jazz, where Joel Embiid basically takes the entire team on his back, sends them to overtime, and then they win the game. Mm-hmm. Or is it is it the three-point loss to the Suns, where we're getting our ass kicked the entire game? He brings us back again, and then almost makes a three-quarters court heave to tie the game and send it to overtime. I think if that had happened, we would have won. I mean, he, okay, yeah. So I what was that? Was that Thursday against mm-hmm. the Jazz? Um, yeah. Or yeah. the Suns, yeah. 
Or I'm sorry, Suns. No, no. Wednesday against the Suns. Then then we lost to the Bucks. Then we got a day off to lose to the Bucks again mm-hmm. last night. I'm thinking about the full court heave though. Uh that, that was that was Wednesday, yeah. That was Wednesday, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh that would have been if that went in, and if you're not if you don't know, uh the Sixers are down three, Joel Embiid grabs a rebound off a free throw, I think. A free throw missed by Chris Paul who's shooting ninety three percent for the season. Yeah, and he immediately turns and does a baseball like throw ninety feet down the court. Uh, it goes in and out. It, it like the the there are freeze frames where you could see the ball is like at the bottom of the net, but somehow mm-hmm. it still rims out. It's carnival rules, man. It's just from that <laughs> angle and the amount of force that shot is impossible. The only way you can hit that shot is if you vault off of somebody. You have to be higher up, like mm-hmm. execute a somersault, do some sort of cheerleader shit, throw a alley oop. <laughs> To a guy, and then he throws it from like up there. It's like if they it. were like jumping off the trampolines for the dunking, but just for shooting at midcourt, basically. Yeah, yeah. Which should be allowed for last second shots. Ooh, slam ball rules for the last thirty seconds of a game. Yeah, or it's, or it's under <laughs> under four points. You trade in your reviews. I don't want to review any plays. Give us a trampoline. <laughs> now you're making sense. Yeah, yeah. There's Finally. a lot of. There's a lot of talk right now about the e- you guys know about the Elam ending, which is yeah. like a a version of the one they of, do in the All Star game now. That was good one year and then really dumb look this year. Yeah, confusing yeah, yeah. this time. There should be a version of it that's the trampoline ending, and if there's le- if the game is within five points and there's a minute left, they should just put a bunch of trampolines on the court and you get to play with that. What if now it's just the Elon ending? Like Elon Musk and everyone just has to like buy dodge. Write sketches for him. Yeah. You know, <laughs> everyone has to everyone has to um, you know, uh benefit from generational apartheid wealth at the end of every fourth quarter. <laughs> right. Perfect. Book it. Sounds sick, actually. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, I'm watching. Good. No, listen, I mean, Hal, I'll be honest. Um, Janelle and I are the two biggest Embiid and Sixers fans on this year's podcast, hands down. So uh, you're going to have no arguments from us. Mike Benner, on yeah. the other hand, who grew up on the mean streets of Philadelphia. That's it's, no. It's just just had a torrid love-hate relationship with the team this year. Um, but, I have a love-love relationship with Joel Embiid. I have a love-hate relationship with the Sixers just because. You hate Joel Embiid a little bit sometimes. Not mm-hmm. now, but mm-hmm. when he was eating nope. chicken sandwiches. I love that. In the warm-up. <laughs> you didn't like I that. I love that. Oh, you didn't like McChicken Embiid. <laughs> It is my dream to eat a McChicken while getting a rub down on camera. <laughs> Hell, we can make that happen on this Zoom. <laughs> yeah, actually, it's it's already recording. Yeah, there was a stretch a couple of years ago where he it was just every time the Sixers are playing on TNT, it was a shot of him eating like Jughead while somebody put a roller in his calves. <laughs> and it was like, there's no way this is good for him at all. Yeah. Like, here's the great thing about Joel Embiid this season is he's playing like the person he's claimed to be for his whole career. Like he's always talked well and he's always played well. And I, I wondered if the version of him we got two years ago where he's putting up like 27, 28 points a game, if that was going to be the best version, like, is this the best he's going to do? Because he just, he loves chocolate too much and just refuses to, to do the work because he's so talented. And then he had a kid and had to play with Al Horford for a year and learned what suffering was. And now, and now he's, I mean, this is the, this is the best version of him 
as a as a human player, not just what he does on the court, but just what he brings. Do you think having as, a, as kid a person was like the best inspiring thing, and playing with Al Horford was the most like horrifying, motivating thing? Just kind of swirled together like chocolate and vanilla. Yeah, I think it was. It's the highs. You can't get too high or too low. And when you have the worst possible roster roster constructed around you, but then you also have a kid. I mean, that's you. You're at, you're at a crossroads. You got to make a choice. I kind of feel like he's being dismissed for MVP consideration, which is insane. I mean, he's missed what nineteen games now. It's it's going to be tough, but I mean, I mean, I think Jokic and the Nuggets are not like. I don't know. I mean, they're about to be lot? third. They're about to get a like home court because the Lakers, the Lakers are about to end up in the play-in. <laughs> that won't matter though. It yeah, won't obviously. matter if they get there healthy. Unfortunately, I would love to live in a world where that, where that mattered more. But yeah, that I, I think Jokic is super skilled. I think he's really good. I don't think he's that great a defender, and I think that's what's gonna. That's what should kill. That's what should kill his MVP chances versus somebody else. But it's Embiid. I'm sorry, it's Jokic. Jokic is MVP. Yeah. It's, I hate it. The narrative of of Embiid missed too many games. Embiid isn't yeah. even technically like qualified right now to to be like among the league leaders in points per game because of how many games he's missed. Like it's yeah. just the season is fucked. There's 72 games. Everyone is injured. People are playing back to back to back to back to back. Like, it's just crazy. I, I don't know. Like, of course, Embiid will be having his best year, but because of the way the league rules are and the, the schedule is like, he won't be fully considered for MVP because that's the way it is with Philadelphia. We'll be having yep. an, a superstar player having the best year of his career, playing better than everybody, but because of like technicalities, he can't be MVP. And yeah. also because he can't pass that good. He's gotten much better. He's yeah, gotten so he's, much better. That's part of it. Um, okay. Yeah, he's a, he's a better passer. He gets better every year. He's way better at reading double teams. And there are a lot of times where I, I look at him making a turnover, and I – and I see that like Seth Curry has rotated so far around that you have like three, four guys on the perimeter or three guys on the perimeter and Ben in the dunker spot. Like they're not spacing out. Somebody's not where they're supposed to be because he should have an easier pass. But Jokic is a pass first. You know, Jokic is like a control the game from the elbow kind of guy. Like he's looking. I think he's looking to pass before he scores. He doesn't have to be the central. Like Jamal Murray to me was like the cent- the, the the focus point of the offense. And Jokic was like like one A, and Ooh. no Murray, no fucking problem. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, sure eventually a problem. Yeah. Look, there's gonna be a problem, <laughs> but like, we're just talking about regular season standings. Come on, man, don't don't ride me. <laughs> <laughs> I think it depends. We'll see where the two teams end up because the Nuggets could go for a slide without Murray. So far, no problem, but. That could wear on. on. Let me ask you this. Yeah. I just want to go, How? what are Embiid's tweets like this year? I don't see him. Is he doing different gifts? What are his memes? What is he up to? He's not, his best one was about Tony Bradley saying that the Sixers should build around him when Bradley was filling in for him and yeah. you know, winning. That was, But he's really toned it down. No Rihanna. I mean, 
you know, he's happily, he's happily coupled right now. So there's no, there's no, like, it's, he's really toned it down. He's le- like, there's no calling anybody a nobody, uh, calling like, uh, whatever, Jared Dudley and nobody, which is my favorite interview of his. Yeah. Cause he has a kid now and he's like, what if my kid ends up Jared Dudley? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he would disown him. Clearly. That was the only possible choice. He comes out. The kid came out bald wearing a headband. He was like, oh, this is already a problem. Yeah. He uh, he's definitely not been online like he has been in the past. Definitely probably because of his kid. He's only tweeted like one, two, three, like probably like seven times in the past month. Most of it has been about soccer, like straightforward mm-hmm. soccer tweets. That's uh, a, that's the signs of success. Cryptic sports tweets. Yeah. <laughs> or not uh, even cryptic, just out of context. He had a couple good all-star game tweets. Because you remember, he, uh, he, <laughs> he and Ben Simmons got exposed by a haircut uh, or a barber who yep. was, was – uh, tested positive for COVID, and so he and Ben had to set out the All Star Game. And so he had a couple tweets. He called it a Mickey Mouse All Star Game. Sometimes when you say <laughs> him and Ben, and you're talking about Embiid, the first thing I just think about is Matt Damon and Ben Affleck in Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> I don't know why, but I feel like a Ben Simmons Joel Embiid remake of Goodwill Hunting would be pretty nice. Who's with me? Who is yeah. the Ben Affleck in that duo, though? Uh, definitely Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons. Yeah. yeah. And then who is the Kevin Smith that secretly wrote that movie? Um, that's Sam Hankey. Yeah. yeah. It okay. has to be Sam Hankey. Yeah. <laughs> or or uh, uh, Brian Colangelo's wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Doc is Robin Williams. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. And Daryl Morey is Minnie Driver. <laughs> Matisse Thibel is the apples. <laughs> That's right. Oh, I love that kid. Brett Brown is whatever Skarsgård plays the, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, the the professor. He yeah. just talks about his uh, his rings with the Spurs. Yeah, <laughs> like they're his Fields Medal. Is it possible to get these? You'll never do it. <laughs> That's my Skarsgård accent. It's really good. I thought he was yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> Brett Brown. Uh, fit right into the Goodwill Hunting universe with that accent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's built for it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but- I miss his interviews. That's the like. That's the thing I miss about him the most is his Joel, Joe, Ben. <laughs> he's our crown jewel. Yeah, <laughs> I will. Will Brett Brown ever be back in the league? No, he kind of was like a sacrificial lamb. Like he. He coached he, – he started – okay, so yeah, he coached like five bad teams and then got them to decent playoff success and then was basically ousted because he's – everyone decided he's bad. He's not good. Is he ever going to come back? Will he ever head coach again? Not – not at the I don't think he can coach a team. I think that where he struggled with the Sixers, he was like a great develop not developing players, but when they were when they had to sort of build a culture and and lose a bunch, he was he was good for that and getting them to the next step, but he can't handle 
I think his personality Success. management. Yeah. He wasn't built to succeed. Doc Rivers is a better coach for for where they need to go and where they are now. Is James Borrego the best Popovich coaching tree disciple? Am I missing someone? Isn't uh, isn't Budenholzer also on that tree? Oh yeah, yeah. But Budenholzer hasn't had. Oh come on! Don't fuck around with Booty Holzer. He's had great. <laughs> Booty Holzer has had great regular season success and no playoff success. Okay, so what, what are we all going to say? Greatest memories of my lifetime of like J.R. Smith just shooting fifty-seven threes against <laughs> the Kyle Korver Hawks, and Tristan Thompson just like detonating Al Horford into the sun. Oh man, I like. I mean, I guess like if Budenholzer. Do we talk about the Bucks? Do we care? Do we think the Bucks are going to get to the Eastern well, you Conference Finals? You know what Benner is going to say. You know how he feels. I don't, I don't I know if I feel that they're okay. Look, Hal, I I've always I've long been on the the Bucks are frauds train. Sure. Uh, I don't think they're frauds anymore. Maybe I think they uh, are. This, this motherfucker's scared. You scared? I am. Okay. You should be, and you yeah. should be, because you've been talking shit. For two years, and they are finally good, like good, good. Yeah, Drew Holiday is a big upgrade for them. I, I think Drew Holiday is like all the difference, honestly. I mean, like this is—it feels weird to say this about Giannis, but there there are facets to his game that, after winning two MVP awards in a row, should be better and aren't. And the main one, if like. I know people want him to shoot like his three point shooting is that great. Like a mid range or fadeaway would be nice. He doesn't really need it because he can get to the rim whenever he wants. There's no excuse for being as poor of a free throw shooter he as he is when the amount of contact he's going to draw or like just making an improvement there would would make them as a team even more dangerous because you can send him to the line a bunch and he's not going to hurt you there. Here's yeah. what I'll say. He's, I just want to shoot my well, guy. I just want to hold on. I just want to. He's a 68 percent free throw shooter. That's yeah. That's terrible for a guy that. But that, come that on, gets, if he only if he hits like, two more, it's 69. Well, that's what LeBron hits basically. That's fire. Yeah, LeBron can hit shots from all over the floor though. Giannis can Giannis can get to the rim, but he shoots what 29, 28, 29 percent from three, something like that. Maybe. You think LeBron should just take his free throws from the three point line? Is that, can you do that? Yeah. It might Dwight be Howard better. does. I keep seeing Dwight <laughs> Howard move further and further away from the free throw line in an attempt to get the ball to go in. Yeah. The Nick Van Exel effect. <laughs> uh, I just want to call you. out uh, Jamel, your Washington Wizards just soundly defeated the Cleveland Cavaliers. Did. I didn't. Yeah. Uh, Peter been been watching the whole fucking I don't wanna, time. Uh, well, <laughs> Bradley Beal did fall at the end. And was a little hobbled. It looked bad. But he yeah. finished the game. But I didn't want to bring that up to be nice to Jamel. Jesus. I didn't. But. Uh, <sighs> Wasn't he the you? only one who dodged the bullet this year? Well. So far. Yeah. Well, has he? You know what? This is the. T- if you're going to get even just a little bit hurt and need some time to rest, this is the time to do it. Just because you'd rather be healthy in a couple weeks going to the playoffs or playing, which I think the Wizards will. 
I mean, I don't know if he's not on the floor. We're uh, what eleven and zero in the last eleven games he's played, and yeah, that's three L's without him. Excellent. Yeah. I mean, you guys just went. You, you guys just went ten and one in your last eleven games. Now, right as of this moment, you guys are looking really good. What Russell Westbrook? I think had like what is that? Like fifteen triple doubles in those last twenty games. No, it's something insane. He's decided to make jump shots. I don't. I don't know. What's excellent, going on. <laughs> excellent um, game by you guys beating the Cavs um, because the Cavs did exactly what they should. They kept it close and then lost it in the fourth. Um, <laughs> wait, how? How? Uh, Peter, Peter, no. Peter is a, a you don't get Peter's to be happy Cleveland. about losses. Oh yeah, don't try to turn this on on me. What? I am happy. Yeah, I'm happy for you. No, that's not that's not it. Bro, we're playing good and we've are the third worst team in the East, so we're going to get enough ping pong balls and we'll have Cunningham or whatever the fuck his name is, Cade Cunningham, and we'll be on our way. Cade Cunningham, yeah. You don't even know what that dude does. I watched him suck in the tournament. Cool. <laughs> Um, okay, wait. So, <laughs> so we're going with Budenholzer for the best Popovich disciple. Is that right? I mean, I guess yeah. technically, yes. I mean, I look, we 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 value the experience with Pop as like a huge thing for coaches, but like who really has had big success coming out of that? Budenholzer is technically probably the most successful, but like hasn't done anything in the playoffs really ever. He, you know, he. I don't know, man. What was that? Hawks team in 2015 was like 63 wins in the regular season and then just like shat the bed in the playoffs. And then the Bucks have been huge disappointments after being favorites. I don't know. I mean, LeBron will do that to anybody, but I don't know. Um, well, Doc, isn't Doc off the Doc is off coaching the, tree? Didn't he yes, coach there? Doc. So there you go. That's your best. He's got oh, a wait. Ring. Doc yeah, is from also Popovich? Oh, yeah. That's a good yeah. call, Hal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was oh. his early. I did not know that. Not to toot the Sixers horn, but the <laughs> good toot. <laughs> the most successful wow. off the. We, we, tra- we upgraded off of the coaching tree. Yeah, we, we were like. A Doc Rivers. Yeah, this pop guy is not good enough. Let's trade him in for Doc. I Doc's Doc's interviews his his posts or like the uh, beginning of the quarter interviews when the team is losing are my favorite are my favorite things like I don't know they're gonna show up or they're not we're terrible <laughs> we're really bad at basketball I hate all of these people <laughs> I wish they were dead I choked Danny Green a little bit during the huddle <laughs> just a little as a message to everybody and that was what made the fans like him even more because everybody wants to do that yeah. to Danny Green just a little bit. <laughs> That's right. I'm going to Greco-Roman wrestle Paul Reed at the end in the tunnel. I told him. He can't run. I I like uh, I was watching the Nets-Suns game earlier today, and uh, I think Monty Williams, the Suns coach, had one of my favorite uh, after-first-quarter interviews ever where they, they asked – Kyrie went off, I think, for like 14 or 16 points in the first quarter, and they were like – how do you guys hope uh, to contain 
Kyrie Irving and Monty Williams is like, uh, I hope something happened between the first quarter and the second quarter, and he's not coming back because we <laughs> we can't stop him. <laughs> like I hope the Space Jam aliens came good. down and yeah. sucked his powers <laughs> out of his nose. Yeah, we need a new set of monsters. I told them to go to him. Yeah, great. Just go for the the net starting five. You'll be fine. I like the Sixers' chances. I think it's I do too. I, maybe it's crazy. Harden does not seem like he is going to be unless they're just kind of pulling a rope of dope. And yes, I know Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are pretty darn good, but it's a lot of adversity that goes on in the the playoffs and we'll see. They haven't done it before. I I think you can game plan to a certain extent for the Nets a little bit. It's going to be impossible for them defensively. I'm not. I'm not scared of them defensively, if I'm the Sixers and I have a healthy team. But I also think it's going to come down to you know now we're a game and a half out of out of the one seed, but we have 12 games left and only one against a. We have a game against the Heat. That's it. Like we're playing Oklahoma City on Monday. There's everybody's sitting, everybody's sitting on 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 the on the Thunder. Mm-hmm. Even even if I know Ben's not playing because whatever horrific alien virus he's been infected with <laughs> is keeping him off the court but even even if joel doesn't start that's got to be like you have to win that game it's just you can't you can't let the thunder win seems like you guys are you locked in no matter what for playing the bucks in the second round right we'd have to if we get the first round then then the nets and bucks will have to play each other in the second round assuming they both survive the first, the first seed is our only chance to avoid, avoid playing either of them in the first. You're seed. walking into the buzzsaw that is that... the uh, the New York Knicks, though. So be careful what you wish for. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, can... I mean that's just it's just gonna be dirty, grimy. Mm-hmm. People are gonna get hit in the head. I've never, you know, <laughs> just presented though a situation. That you're right though that like the Seventy Sixers should try to win every single game from here on out. Yep. I think Bucks Nets. I mean, I got the Bucks in that series right now. Just, I mean, KD. It's just gonna be a shootout, and I don't know. I don't know what the the Nets look like in foul trouble. I yeah. mean, the Nets when they're when they have one of their stars healthy are fucking unstoppable. Like the supporting cast around them, Joe Harris. <laughs> Even like Timothy Loawu Cabarro, like ever, like everyone is just playing way above their level right now, and so like as long as Kyrie or Kevin or James Harden are healthy, they seem unstoppable. But like getting all three of them healthy all at the same time has been a real challenge, and I don't know, like it, it, like how, how, what are they, are they faking it? Like, are they just are they just pretending? Like, Kevin Durant got a thigh contusion, which in my mind is just like a bruise on your thigh, and he was out for three games. Is that fake? Mm. That's this is the most um, toxic fan you've ever sounded, Benner. Usually, <laughs> me and Peter are the toxic fans, and you're like, I'm, you know, I just think like. It's either like either Kevin Durant is like way too 
fragile or they're just pretending like he's more fragile than he should be and saving him for the playoffs. I don't well, know. Well, once he gets it's like he heals and, you know, does like physical therapy and then, you know, as a part of that, he finishes a 35 interest project. So it's like he actually could have played last week, but he was like, you know, he was he was on like post production on a thing. Yeah, right. he's in the edit bay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he was in the edit bay working on some stuff. <laughs> yeah, I gotta get this cut done. I'm sitting over here frame fucking an editor. I can't be out there trying to cut. Yeah, yeah. and Steve Nash was like, "Well, you know, if you, we could hire you a guy." He's like, "Nah, nah, nah, <laughs> nah. <laughs> no gotta way. be me. I'll hit you guys in a week." I think the the biggest mistake Steve Nash has made is sitting playing Durant against Minnesota and then sitting him against the Sixers the next night because they gave us the tiebreaker. That was a huge game for us. Mm-hmm. So, and we'll see. It might not matter. They're up a game and a half now, but that, I think that can swing pretty easily. We have the, I think we have the easiest schedule in the league to, to close out again. Do yeah. you guys, it the just next 12 like, games are yeah, guys, incredibly easy for the Sixers. They, like they could theoretically go twelve and zero if Ben shakes whatever fucking Australian flu he's dealing with. Yeah. Uh, if Ben, Tobias, and, and Joel are all on the court, they could go twelve and zero. It's just crazy. Like the Nets have not really had their big three healthy the whole time, and they are up a game and a half for the one seed. Like that's insane. Yeah, they're really good. They're all you have three guys, any of whom can lead a team to victory by themselves in in the regular season. Playoffs are going to be different if they're not all healthy. I, they, I don't think they would get bounced in the first round, but they could if if one of them if the Celtics are like the six seed and they're the two seed, or the or the three seed or something like that. If it's two seven, whatever it is, if the Celtics could beat them. Nah, the Celtics have to lose in the first round this year. I'm sick of these fucking losers. Oh, I want that. Losers. Want it's got to. It, it, the Celtics need to end now. And this is the time. Look, nothing would make me happier than seeing a headline that says Jason Tatum demands trade. Oh, that would Come be on. so great. I need them to fall to wherever they need to be to play the Knicks. End it! Oh, yeah. They put 4-5 because the Knicks are the fourth seed right now, right? Come on. Yeah, so need to be yeah the Celtics and look I think the Celtics will overtake the Hawks for the five seed. Uh, Trey Young will be out for what like four or five games now. They thought he was going to be out for the season, and now he's apparently the injury is much less serious. He'll be back before the season ends. But I think in that like four or five game span, the Celtics will definitely overtake the Hawks for the five seed, and then we'll see the Knicks and uh, we'll see Julius Randle versus Jason Tatum. The matchup we all have been <laughs> dreaming of. Yep. Penciled yeah. it in at the beginning of the season. Yep. So excited. Yeah, everyone, everyone wanted Julius Randle to Quigley versus Smart. Somewhere. Here we go. And he is not, okay? He is not. He got his braids done, and he is back. Despite everyone wishing he would just go to hell, he refuses. <laughs> My question to you all is when the Knicks defeat Boston in the first mm-hmm. round, does the value of my Kristaps Porzingis jersey go up? Yes, absolutely. Of absolutely. Course. You might even yeah. want to sell high right at the beginning of the series because Nick fans yeah. right now are purchasing things like they're like 
I don't know. I don't, there's no there's no comp for it. They are out of their goddamn minds. Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus. Woo! This fall, the Disney Bundle has all the action. Holy smokes! Watch live NFL and college football games on ESPN Plus. On Disney Plus, there's Loki Season 2. It's on its way. And Ahsoka. Buckle up. And on Hulu, you can watch The Boogeyman and Welcome to Wrexham. Oh my God, the expectation. All of these and more streaming this fall with the Disney Bundle. Blackouts and restrictions apply. 18 plus only. Access content from each service separately. Offer valid for eligible subscribers only. Terms apply. Like, Nick fans will buy anything right now. You can sell them Swampland in Florida, and they are, like, ready to go. If you just say, like, Chris Stops Porzingis was there once, like. Yeah. For all my uh, overweight Knicks fans out there, hit up NBA.com. Get yourself uh, get yourself some bonus buys. They got some good. Uh, they got some good uh, fat guy sweaters. Enjoy. <laughs> go for the sweaters and then stay for the Charlie Ward jersey. You can get get to yeah. go over top. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff, and it affects everything. Which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. (laughs) Should the Knicks sign Jeremy Lin? To a playoff deal. No. no. Why not? <laughs> I just... Listen, I mean, what is that about? Seems like they got a pretty good uh, thing going on right now. Symbolic Jeremy Lin. Was he just going to stand there? Yeah. yeah. Why not? <laughs> I'll put Lin Sanity on the back of his jersey just to make it... Just so everybody really remembers those glory days. I mean, that's fair. You Look, it's like... I, what you're proposing is fun, but... I don't want to do anything to remind Julius Randle that he might be playing better than he ever will again in his life. Just anything to just put blinders on the man. All right. You're saying that, look, as someone, I, I've been a Julius Randle truther for years. He <laughs> is one of the, of the last like five seasons, he has been one of the like most reliable, productive like great fantasy players. He fills a stat sheet. I won like a fantasy league based on Julius Randle's production. He is great. I don't know. Like, I think he's just been under the radar. I don't think this is going to be his like last good year. Okay. Do you think sign Jeremy Lin back and you see what happens? Yeah. You see what happens to the man's confidence. Then I just want Jeremy Lin to be happy. He keeps switching up his hairstyles to try to find something. You don't think switching up your hairstyles is emblematic <laughs> of him being happy? What if he loves switching up his hair? I think when you when someone does a drastic thing with their hair suddenly and they're doing it every year, it's like a sign of like depression. Sure. Or trauma. Whoa. Yeah. Do you think that Julius Randall, because his contract is that he's, a, he's an unrestricted free agent at the end of the season, right? This I is, believe a, so, this, yeah. This is the second of a two-year deal. Is he going to get a max deal from New York? Because he'll get one somewhere. If, if Someone will have room and sign it. But I feel like if any team could screw this up, it would be the team that's owned by James Dolan, the worst owner in the NBA. 
exactly what I was thinking. He, the Knicks will undervalue him and lowball him, and he will probably go someplace that offers him a max. It'll probably be fucking. You guys are out of your mind. Are you kidding me? <laughs> are you out of your minds? Jim Dolan is gonna. This is the first opportunity where he's actually stumbled into something good since fucking mm. Jeff Van Gundy was the coach. He better hurry up and drop another album. He's real smart. <laughs> I'd say even if they if they sign him, it's one season before he gets banned from walking through the building, <laughs> like they did to Patrick Ewing. Yeah. Security won't let him through to the locker room. Now they need to bring Charles Oakley back. That's what you do. Yeah, you bring Oakley back. Make him the coach. <laughs> mm-hmm. Honestly, when you know, once we're we're all vaccinated and things open back up. The first thing I'm doing, JD in the straight shot at Madison Square Garden. I'm going. I've got my tickets. I'm. I'll be there. What are you? What are you? What are you wearing to that show, Benner? <laughs> fedoras. I'm wearing four fedoras stacked on top. He's of gonna each have other. one fedora on his head and one fedora covering his junk and two covering his tuchus. That's what he's gonna do. Yeah, and the rest all scarves. My dick is going to be like Steven Tyler's microphone stand. It's just going to be <laughs> scarves tied up and down it. <laughs> what? Perfect. I, you know, honestly, I would, I would go see a JD in the Straight Shot concert. That's how like excited I am to go back and see live music. I would go. I would go to that. If the Knicks beat you on the playoffs, you have to go. Yeah. No, I there's not even any qualifiers. I I'm going. <laughs> yeah, you can't throw up a roadblock to this. Yeah, he's already passed it. He's Man, I was um, on a side note. Um, West Hollywood is back. Uh, I don't know <laughs> what things are looking like <laughs> on your side of town, but I was like, I was just walking around over there, and yeah, there was like a line down the block to get into some like weird like club with a with a tent no. in an alley oh west hollywood no west hollywood's back la is back right and they made I, hear, I hear shit's popping I think you're off. gonna say the line just a line for tender greens <laughs> everybody wants to try the new flavor Yo, of steak they have <laughs> yeah. hold on side. thank you for saying that i just was you know how like so like people are traveling less i feel like <laughs> like the way, the way Uber drivers used to have to go to the airport—that's Tender Greens now. <laughs> like they're, they're just rolling in there. Like Grubhub guys are just parking at Tender Greens, just waiting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad how like did y'all look sad as shit? <laughs> they pick up a bunch of meals and then somebody waves in the next line of of yeah, Uber drivers yeah. to come pick this up. Is, this is this is the yeah the Tender Greens parking lot. Is LAX? Yeah, they if can't you're make, uh, if you're a delivery driver, they can't make enough salt and pepper chicken. They can't keep it in. They can't keep it in stock. It's all disappearing. Too hot, baby. Burn yeah. broccolini. You got it <laughs> by the ton. Single handedly raising the value of of spices. Yeah, you want tomato soup that's not as good as you remember it the last time you had it? They'll ladle it in. They'll give you a whole bucket of it. It's being, being shipped out. On the reg. 
Oh man, we'll we'll do this episode three other times for different regional references as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is like can't wait for the friendly. Yeah, this is like the, it's gonna be the, 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 the West yeah. Coast Thirty Rock, where there's like four different jokes. I just plug them in. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Banner, check your email. You should and, have a confirmation to sign up for JD and the Straight Shots tour updates when they come out. So just took care of that I'm, for you. You're absolutely right. I <laughs> do. P A. Thank you. Don't say I've never done anything Excellent to help you. Okay, <laughs> that is great. I hate this. I hate that I have him on this list now. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he wants to unsubscribe so bad. Yep, but nope. you got to wait for the first email. I confirmed. Oh, yeah, I'm in. I'm. Yeah. Their website does not look like it's been send... updated in three years. So, but oddly, they send four emails a day. <laughs> Just to keep you updated. Yeah. <laughs> no updates. We just had some cereal. How are you? It is really funny. I feel bad for James Dolan's band because it's Why? clearly just like they get paid because they're exactly they're like they're trapped. If, <laughs> they're if like, you're a 57 right. year old New York musician, you've been on the road your whole life. You've been playing like club since you know every day till 4 a.m struggling to get by and then james fucking dolan's like hey come play fiddle in my band and i'll pay you ninety-five thousand dollars a year because money has no concept to me that's the best fucking job in the world are you kidding me no wonder Hell all those yeah, people are up like... there smiling and being like good job james you got it man we're gonna live forever like yeah exactly dude, yeah you can't keep going to the same key parties <laughs> you feel me <laughs> It At feels some like point, you got to get out of the house. It's the musician version of the toy. He's just bought a band to be. You going to be in my band forever. I gave you money. Now we're a band, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever, man. I I just want to play my harpsichord in peace. It's the only, <laughs> literally, the only similarity between James Dolan and Richard Pryor <laughs> is that comparison. <laughs> well, he's, he's he's not even Richard Pryor. He's, oh, right, uh, he's the he's, child. He's, yeah, he's, he's Jackie Gleason. <laughs> He's Jackie Gleason and the child and Dougie Schwartz. He's both yeah. of them at the same time. Uh, Just a whole band of Richard Pryor. It really looks like it took a hit to JD and the Straight Shots because their website is not, like they're talking about their new album that just came out, the acoustic album, The Great Divide, which actually dropped two years ago. Yeah, we did an episode about that three years ago, I feel like. I wonder if they're, I wonder <laughs> if the band's okay. <laughs> we didn't, we didn't know. Yeah, we played, dude. We, we were like we were like the Joe Budden podcast, dude. We were playing, we were playing exclusive cuts of the Great Divide. You don't remember this? I always forget how much our podcast is about James Dolan's band. <laughs> yeah, what instrument does he play? Harmonica. In this band? I'm just come on, at a picture of all them. Harmonica, harmonica and vocals, singing. man. Yeah, yeah. And of he, course, does he actually play the harmonica, or does he just breathe in and out of it? And then he also mic? plays the money t- counting machine too. Puts it on a stool, just puts singles through. Oh, that's fire! Yeah, I I I want to hear that that song. I want to tune that thing. Yeah, he does a whole percussion piece with one of those old change dispensers too. But they're—it's just gold doubloons coming out of it. Mm. Ah, sweet, sweet sounds. Oh, that if 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 the Knicks beat the cell, if the Knicks win a playoff series, all Knicks fans have to unironically support JD and the Straight Shots. They have to. Ugh. 
I'm looking at a picture, a picture of the band that they, I just, this is Stockholm syndrome in a picture. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Look at, oh, and the picture is from a Sports Illustrated article. The headline is, yes, Nick's owner, James Dolan's band is going on tour with Jewel. <laughs> <laughs> I hate everything. I hate everyone. I regret everything. I love that headline is like answering a question that ostensibly people had been asking. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's one of those that you ask in a really high voice, like, is James Tolan's band going out with Jewel? <laughs> yes. Right. SI's here with the answer. Here's just a snippet about their inspiration from their about <laughs> section. Inspired by artists such as Fleetwood Mac, Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, Civil Wars, Jefferson Airplane, Three Dog Night, and The Yardbirds. J.D. in the Straight Shot delivers a sweet, and sweet, <laughs> sweet sound and strong songwriting mixed with the swagger of rock and roll. The Great Divide, their new album, boasts unforgettable hooks, soaring melodies, and powerful stories. There is a 100% chance James Dolan wrote that. <laughs> I don't think James Dolan's written anything. Uh. Well, Sit he wrote three songs decades. on The Great yeah. Divide. I don't know if yeah. you check uh, the liner notes, that's a good my point. man. That's a good point. That's a good point. Get ready for the musical experience of the century. Pull up next to your saltwater pool with a bladder of Franzia and a charcuterie plate and enjoy our latest album. <laughs> it's guaranteed to move you as you drink to forget. Yeah. <laughs> Do, are you wearing a silk robe after 4 p.m.? <laughs> but it also is before 10? <laughs> <laughs> is 90, this is for you. Ninety <laughs> percent of your wardrobe is expensive sweatpants. We've got the album for you. Uh, guys. Gave up on trying to reconnect with your son. <laughs> hey, I got a tape. I got a tape you might like, my my guy. <laughs> if you only remember the names of ten percent of your house staff, you're gonna love our latest album. TD Ameritrade says, thank you for your huge deposit. <laughs> the um, the last, I, I know he wrote one song on this album because they're all like two, uh -huh. three, four minutes. And then the last, and there are you know, some good names in there like It Must Be Night, I Should Have Known, <laughs> Walking on a Wire. But the last song is a seven minute and 22 second banger called Jessica. And I feel like there was a Ooh. there was a hundred percent chance that was written by James Dolan, hundred percent. Seven right. minutes and twenty two <laughs> seconds. Is it about Jessica Tandy? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, how many just times about do you her think working cocoon? <laughs> it's only about. Uh. This is a podcast about basketball, guys. Whoa. <laughs> oh, 48 minutes in. <laughs> Look, I just want to talk. Jamel, this is a topic you want to talk about. Mm. Portland Trailblazers currently Man. on the skids right now in the midst of a five-game losing streak. Mm. Firmly played their way out of the playoffs into the playing tournament. Mm. Sitting at 30-28, 12 games back. They're one game back from... Uh, the Dallas Mavericks for the sixth seed. Mm. What, can the Trailblazers turn it around? I mean, seems like Nurk coming back fucked up some stuff. We thought Nurk coming know, back I, was going to turn it, it around for them, and it turned it, it. Yeah, was it 
Okay, because Norman Powell comes there first. Mm-hmm. Then Nurk comes back, what, three weeks later? Was it even three weeks? I thought it was... Maybe it was two? Like three games later. I don't know. I don't know, something. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, uh, I'm I not going to look it up. I'm not going to look up the facts on that. Yeah, but Nurk is... It was uh, shortly after. Yeah, he's in uh, White Howard mode. <laughs> <laughs> But I yeah I haven't watched any games. I've just been seeing these box scores, and it's like damn. I I see it's it's fucked up. It looks like uh, the Mavs are taking all that juice they had midseason. Once Mark Carmelo was on the cover of a uh, Wine Spectator magazine, things <laughs> really went south. It became fantastic meme fodder, and then caused a losing. All right, I have an announcement. Okay. Oh is it about JD and of course it is. I've been listening to Jessica on uh, found Jessica on the oh. Nashville sessions, and it turns out that it's a cover of the Nashville the sessions. Allman Brothers band song Jessica. It's not an original, sure. but it's the acoustic yeah. guitar hero song. So he just wanted to show off that he could also play guitar. So good for him. Um, and I only want to say too that this Norman Powell Gary Trent Jr. trade is definitely a factor in this. Talking about the the Blazies. We talked about this. We talked about mm-hmm. would this matter? And one team has gone in the skids since that, that trade went down. Well, and one okay, team so th- has gone like uh, completely out of the fucking playoffs. But that's not his fault. That's because Boucher is out and they, you know, like Kyle Lowry and like Van Fleet are never playing at the same time. Like Gary Trent was the reason they yeah. won a lot of their games. They were already recently. in the yeah. they were already in the pooper. They were yeah, in the yeah. shitter. Uh they've gone 5 and 5 in the last 10, mostly because Gary Trent Jr is very good. Uh yeah, I I he beat us. I I truly don't get why. I mean, I like Norman Powell a lot. I think he's very good. Uh but I would have just taken Gary Trent Jr over him. I don't know why the, the Blazers made that trade. He's got the best corner three in the league. He's the best at the corner three this season. Norman Powell is, statistically. Yeah. But that's, I don't know what else. It's not helping, them, yeah. it's not helping them win games at the moment. Yeah, but the Raptors aren't sure. trying to win games. They're just trying to, like, get back to Canada. That's true. <laughs> I don't know. I Maybe this is, is wrong to say, but I'm enjoying watching the Raptors burn. That's okay. I'm enjoying See, that's it. Personal. That's personal. That's personal. That. Does it go yeah, back to the, the 2018 playoffs? Is that why? You mean when Kawhi traveled and it wasn't cold? <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> JD and the straight shot truth bomb coming your way. <laughs> Listen up, Jessica. Listen. I think they made a huge mistake not trading Kyle Lowry to wherever. I don't, I don't, I don't think Philly would have gotten it done. Miami would have made sense. I don't think anybody was really offering. I, I mean, the extent to which you really learn which players a, a team's fans overvalue when there's a big name Oof. being thrown around. Yep. For 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 trades, but I the think fact that, themselves... that that the Heat were like, we're <laughs> hey, uh, we won't give up Tyler Hero for Kyle yeah. Lowry is fucking insane. <laughs> yeah, Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson for a future Hall of Famer. What? <laughs> yeah. What would we give up this gold mine? Yeah, Tyler Hero has gone on to prove uh, that uh, that was a bad decision. He's been terrible 
basically since the trade deadline. Yeah. Um, he's streaky. He's a streaky second year player. He's not, I mean, he's not as good as, as the people who are his biggest fans think. And he's not as bad as his biggest detractors think. Like he's, I think he's going to be a decent player in the league, but he may never, he may never fly as high as he did in the bubble. No, he's a decent bench player. Uh, well, my thing with that deal is what's the difference between Kyle Lowry and, and Goran Dragic's in term of team role, like back better defense. veteran. Yeah, no, okay, I mean, yeah, that, that's like, probably true. Like a mark, like a market upgrade, and de- like takes yeah. like three charges a game defense. Like, oh yeah, I forgot he's he is. I forgot the man is all ass. Yeah, yeah, yes, he is. Yeah, he's better defender, better scorer, better facilitator. Like he just does everything better. Goran Dragic is good. He's like a he's like a a, a decent solid point guard. But I would take Kyle Lowry over him. Yeah, in a heartbeat. And they're, they're I like Dragic a lot. Too much money. Yeah, yeah. He's they didn't get off his contract, which is kind of tough. Although I think it's maybe he's he's done after this year, or has another year. So Miami will be in they'll have decent cap space. But then are they going to sign Lowry at at thirty five, thirty six years old without getting a look at him? I mean, it's hard to tell. I mean, I don't know. Oladipo doesn't play ever. I don't know what's going on with that. Yeah. That's a heartbreaker. Uh, Dragic is on a one-year deal for 18 mil at the moment. Um, See, that's the, what I was saying. They re-signed him for this crazy money. Oh, no, no. I'm sorry. He he actually – they. you're right. They did sign him two years. So he's got 19 mil next year. Um, yep. Which seems expensive for Goran Dragic. But I don't – yeah, I don't – Him but, and Pat Riley got a club together that's opening in 2022. That's what this is all about. This is just kind of a, a bonus for uh, – going in on that space with him. And you know who's playing opening night in that club? Oh. <laughs> in the straight shot? In the morning, working on I get yeah. the news. And if you wonder how I know that, it's because I've been listening to it this entire time, baby. Oh, my God. So for a split second, I was like, wait, Hal really knows who has opening night? Like, I forgot the club was made up. <laughs> We wanted Al's it to got be the real plug, so badly. Man. Oh. Is it Tiesto? <laughs> nah. <Yeah. laughs> no, I think Pat Riley. Oh, yeah, he's going to get like Boss Gags or some shit in there. No, dude. I think Pat Riley's out. got like Bad Bunny on deck. I think Pat Riley Ooh. is oh, like. Oh, yeah, Super Miami. Like, he, yeah, he's like Will Smith and Bad Boys universe. Like, <laughs> we forget both. that, like, yeah. there are Instagram videos of like Pat Riley and Dwayne Wade dressed like Aladdin in dancing reggaeton. <laughs> Like, yeah, I think, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> nah, he might do. What if his daddy Yankee? What if he still give us a throwback, Pat? Yeah, I think he could do it. I think that's what he's into, honestly. <laughs> guys, we got to go to Miami, guys. We got to find out. We got to find out what Pat Riley likes. He's going to bring back the Miami sound machine for the opening night of his club. Oh, yeah. Gloria <laughs> is coming out of retirement. I assume she's in retirement. I don't know. Is Gloria Stefan still alive? <laughs> Yes, okay, she's see, fine. Okay, yeah. She's doing well. <laughs> okay, good. She's playing opening night at uh at Pat Riley and Goran Dragic's club. Uh, yeah, opening dra- for JD in the straight shot. Yeah. Dragons, I think, is the name of the club. Sure. Yeah. Would and know. it's you have to smoke a cigar while you're inside. You know, dragons is like the only yeah. kind of imagery that like an Eastern European dude and like greasy Pat Riley are both like, yeah dragons nice. <laughs> yeah. what conveys Hell strength yeah. and beauty yeah dragons 
you know how you always wanted to fuck a dragon, <laughs> right? What if we put a big one in the yes, outside of the club? Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. People can't wait. VIP members get they're to gonna stick be lined their up. dick in the dragon. Yeah. It's going to be like a tender greens. You won't be able to keep people away. <laughs> Do you ever have their just quarter cup of salad they give you on every plate? It's not enough, but it's also too much. How fast do you think James Dolan would sue someone if they made a New York Knicks <laughs> musical with exclusively the music from JD and the Straight Shots? Immediately. I love how fixated you are on James Dolan in this episode. I just like can't stop watching. He only doesn't even have a thousand subscribers on his YouTube. I can't believe that there aren't a thousand New York Knicks fans who just want to troll him. He won't. He'll send him to fucking jail. Everyone who trolls him gets locked up, man. Right? They've all tried. Do you think he would be so open true. to doing like a narrative? Manhattan is like North Korea. If you fuck with I the think Knicks, you could do like a narrative podcast about the straight, like the history of JD and the straight shots. Like people would like, like we like just get everybody to talk. Do you think James Dolan would like talk himself about the history? I feel like you could, dude. You should be tricking him into doing that. Yeah. All right. Put it Come on, on the MS- dude. He's got get the MSG work, network. He's got his state-run TV in the MSG network. Just put it on there. See what I'm saying? No, it's lit. This is a real here's, problem. Here's the problem already, though. It's like I've listened to their music now unironically for the last seven <laughs> minutes, and I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> oh, oh no, oh, no, we lost him. I can't. I knew once happened. he started that Joe Biden shit. I knew. <laughs> I, we told you we should have stopped him, Benner. I told you. Now look. We done lost our fucking son. <laughs> There's no stopping it. Uh, guys, Anthony Davis is back. <laughs> oh, wait, hold on. <laughs> Tear it Time out. out. You guys fought no, uh, about I'm... Vucevic mattering <laughs> okay. to the Chicago Bulls. And I know I'm bringing back the Cleveland Cavaliers, but the Vucevic-led Bulls oh. lost to the Cavs by 8,000 points last week. Um, okay, so what happened? What did he sucked. do? He what happened? I am officially all right. I'm officially casting my vote for Benner being correct about this trade. The Bulls are a total dumpster fire. You don't trade for an all-star caliber person and then lose to the Cavs by eight thousand points. I don't remember who they traded. Wendell Carter Was it a Jr. Three-team deal. Oh, that is that it? Yeah, it was it was him, and uh, there might have been a third team involved as well. Not Kobe White, no, no, and definitely not Thomas Sadoransky, the crown jewel of it all. Yeah, that son of a bitch. It was a four. It was a four player deal. The Magic traded, and they got Magic traded Vucevic and Al Aminu, still in the league apparently. Who isn't? I think he never left his house. Yeah, uh, in exchange <laughs> for Wendell Carter Jr., Otto Porter Jr., right, and two first-round picks. That's, that's right, because l- they were Otto Porter Jr. was maybe going to get bought out. That was like kind of the rumble when he two first-round picks. Sorry, go ahead. Two first-round two. Picks. Yeah, um, that's look okay. So Hal, to fill you in, Jamel and I kind of. Uh, went to war over this trade. I I just think Vucevic is a very good center, but he was putting up great stats on a bad team for like seven seasons. 
I didn't see how this was going to move the needle for the Bulls in any way at all. Like, I thought, like, I don't know. I like Otto Porter Jr. Well, Carter Jr. has not kind of lived up to expectations at all. But, like, giving away those two guys and two first-round picks for essentially just Vucevic was like, they're not going to make the playoffs because of this. And Jamel basically told me, fuck you, Vucevic is great. And he is great. But I yeah, think no, it is. But I think the my point remains. My point is proving out. It's not like they they're still out of the playoffs. They're Look, not in the the play in at all. The Bulls are beyond fixing. It's yeah. the Bulls. But if you put him on the Clippers, what do you come on? Trading two first round picks I, is something that we did not talk enough about. Yeah, that's that's a bad. Yeah, it's not a. Great that's the Bulls trade. sucking. But but I I agree. I think Vucevic is is great. I would have loved to see him go to either. Sacramento or Dallas last offseason. I think he could have helped in Dallas a ton. He's oh white enough. They He's crazy enough in Dallas. He would be, not, yeah. He'd be better in Dallas right now for sure, I think. Yeah. But I mean he he's never been really on a good team. He'll always, like he puts up good stats on bad teams because he's been on bad teams. Is Brendan is Brandon Ingram a, a, a crappy player because he's never been on a good team, but he puts up numbers? Like would he be any good? Like if you plug him into the right situation. He'd probably be really good, but he wouldn't be able to take as many shots per game. Like, I don't know it's about hard Brandon. To evaluate I, those guys. I do I do love Brandon Ingram, but like I don't know what the right fit for Brandon Ingram is. Like what good team could he slide into and contribute right now? I don't know. Yeah, that's maybe the Knicks. Maybe the Knicks will sign him. <laughs> feels like the kind of guy the Knicks would sign. He does feel like a New York player, honestly. He feels yeah. like or a, the, he feels like a Dolan guy, yeah. I think the Pacers, he helps them a lot. I mean, anybody helps the Pacers at the moment. Well, sure. Who in the NBA would best be fit to join JD in the straight shots? Well, Victor Oladipo. Robin Lopez. Oh, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, I feel like maybe they need someone to to do. Like, could you? Okay, so, like, there's, like, a seven-minute jessica performance at madison square garden james dolan's just wailing away suddenly there's a rap breakdown all right a player comes it's anthony edwards comes out and he starts going like jessica that was my girl he starts rapping he does like a like a two-minute rap breakdown in the middle of jessica anthony edwards that's the guy i hope he starts with jessica that was my girl yeah That was my girl. My whole world. Her Ooh. hair was always in a curl. It's kind of flowing. I go yeah, on. It's, I can't help it. It's yeah. just in me. No, He's that's it. Then he leaves. Yeah. I just, I just love uh, rap breakdowns in the middle of songs that don't like have them. And I think Anthony like Edwards. Act two. Yeah, exactly. Throw yeah. in the rap breaks. Yeah. Oh man. Joyful, joyful. Yeah. Sure. Yo, where yeah. is that guy? Where is that white rapper? <laughs> <laughs> He's opening for JD in the straight shot yeah, at the Pomona County Fairpot Complex. Yeah. Ooh. We got three acts in the bill. We got Jewel, we got JD, and we got the guy from Sister Act. Just two, a white back guy. in the yeah. habit. Yeah. Don't yeah. you feel like JD in the straight shot at some point, try, like in the past year, tried to do a socially distanced concert in like Sonoma? Like they tried to go to wine country somewhere and do like. 
We're gonna bring music back, everybody. Bro, I'm we're gonna bring our Nashville session. I'm watching their fucking playlist. live performance from Aspen <laughs> Bar right now on twenty sixteen of Glide, yeah, another what banger. The fuck Why? them. Why are you doing I this? Am, I like them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's wrap this up. I think Peter, yeah, we we've yeah. accidentally sent Peter off the deep end. Yo, can we get him into like some sort of like <laughs> detox facility? Glide. <laughs> oh, guys, I'll uh, I'll catch you up on all of it. <laughs> this man is gone. <laughs> he has been in the fucking Northeast United States for too long. Right, Hal. If you don't know, Peter, uh, Peter has been living in Cape Cod uh, for much of the pandemic. Yeah. Is this what happens when um, you get Lyme her... disease? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Peter Peter retreated to his in-laws house in Massachusetts and has uh abandoned his uh his Jewish ways <laughs> and has become more and more of a wasp. That's He's it. just becoming so uh, waspy to the point where he is now a JD and a straight shot fan. Oh, we lost another one. <laughs> oh. That's how it happens. JD and the straight shot killing the diaspora. I got to get out of here so I can listen to this new one I'm watching called Shambhala. Okay. Hal, is there anything you want to plug before we wrap this up? Yeah, uh, you can uh, follow me all over social media at Hal Lublin. You can listen to my podcast, Tights and Fights. We got this good morning night veil. But also, uh, just a couple of quick reviews. One is, no matter the song that was being played, the crown found a way to move and groove along to it. And catch a show, you won't be disappointed. You can find all the info you need online at JDSSBand Thank you. on Twitter. So give them a follow there. Throw a follow and a like. And let, you know, all the fellow banders out there, we're here. We're straight shooters. And we can't wait for to, to gather together again and, uh, you know, drink White Claws and listen to whatever the hell uh, their cover of Inagata DeVita sounds like. <laughs> yeah. Next year at MSG. Right, Haven't guys? tweeted gonna... since August 15th yeah. of 2019. Mark it down, man. 420. <laughs> Next year in Jerusalem. Yeah. <laughs> the last, this is the last thing they tweeted, which was a, re- a quote from review from Music Madness magazine. Quote, no matter the song that was being played, the crowd found a way to move and groove along to it. Nothing about the Shalvin verdict. (laughs) 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 All right. We love you guys. Thank you for listening. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.